congregation. Let's sing. Let's sing. And I'll never, never be the same. Let's go. He changed me. He changed me. And I'll never, never be the same. He changed me. He changed me. And I'll never, never be the same. He changed me. He changed me. Wow. Beautiful singing from the roses. This morning, the process of change is about to continue because this God who changes people, he's about to speak. And as he speaks, you will change further. And he's about to speak through an anointed vessel. A teacher, a pastor, a prophet, our pastor. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together. Let's welcome Bishop Eddie Faber. Every praise is to our God. Every word of question with one accord. Put your hands together for Jesus. Every praise is to our God. Amen. We are blessed to be here this beautiful, beautiful Sunday morning. Amen. And I'm glad to see you all in church. Looking very good and looking beautiful. Beautiful ministration from the choir also. I've been changed never be the same again. How many have been changed? Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. On the 30th of this month, we're going to have our missions Sunday. Now we have many missionaries all over the world and um, they are being supported from here. And so the little we can also do because we are not going on the missions, but somebody is going so we can also give something to support amen so i want us to come with a prepared offering on the 30th of this month the last sunday find some good money put in an envelope to support right on it missions offering to support our missionaries all over the world are you excited about that yeah We are in over 70 countries. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. So many missionaries out there, and we need to support them. Amen. So let's come um, with a prepared offering. But also remember that that day is our celebration uh, Sunday and also our uh, gathering service. And we said this month the gathering service will be a bit different. We'll have it at 3 p.m. And it's going to be an indoor crusade. 
indoor crusade. So when we come, you just go home just briefly and come back. We go out and do an akazo, bring the people in. We preach, we have fun, we go back home. Amen. Is it a good idea? Wonderful. But I also want to remind you that we have fasting. Because I feel that people are forgetting about that. We are fasting this month. Yes. It's the fast of the seventh month. So we'll be here from the 24th, I think. 24th to 28th. We'll be praying every day. Wait on the Lord. It's an anti-British campaign. So make sure that you are part of it. We fast and pray. This church, we don't just do beginning of the year fast and then we are finished. No. We fast throughout the year. Hallelujah. How many are going to be part of the fast? Is it a good idea? Okay. All right. Let's take our memory verse for today. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 2 and verse 3. Are you ready for it? Okay. Let's take it. Ready? Go. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 2 and 3. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 2 and 3. Amen. We take it again. Okay, go. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 2 and 3. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 2 and 3. Amen. Does it look like something that can work or you want to take it one more time? One more time. Okay. Please take it well. All right. Let's take it. Ready? Go. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 2 and 3. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 2 and 3. All right. So honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. I'm sure we can take it. All right. Okay. So take it off. Let's take it. Ready, go. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 2 and 3. Honor thy father and thy mother. Which is first commandment with promise that thou mayest live long on the earth? So many things are running through my mind. So many people are coming in. I'm just wondering the timing. So my mind is not really here. <laughs> I was just thinking about so many things. Yeah, but it's well. Amen. But you got it right. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much. 
this morning we bless you oh god for this time in your presence we ask oh god that your spirit will be with us guide us into all truth let there be salvation in your house we bless you oh god that souls are flowing into the church we bless you in jesus name we pray amen all right god bless you you may be seated and turn with me to matthew chapter 19 Matthew chapter 19. All right. Hallelujah. The other day, somebody sent me a video. I thought it was quite exciting about who God is. I don't know whether you guys have that video. Can you put it on the screen? You know, the God that we serve is a great God. He's an awesome God. And I was wondering whether we could just see it. It's just a... So, let's, let's move on. We'll, we'll, we'll look at that later. But Matthew chapter 19, I'm reading from verse 16. And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master... What good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? How many of you invited somebody to church today? A work colleague? Okay, beautiful. All right. And he said unto him, Why callest me? Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one. That is God. But if thou would enter into life, keep the commandments. He said unto him, which Jesus said, Thou shalt do no murder. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother. And thou shalt love the Lord Love thy neighbor as thyself. The young man said unto him, All these things have I kept from my youth up. What lack, lack I yet? Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou hast, and give to the poor, and that thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come and follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Or like Fred Price would say, great possessions had him. Amen. Today the title of my message is, What shall I do to inherit eternal life? What shall I do to inherit eternal life? Now, the Bible talks about this young man who came to see Jesus. And this young man was a rich man. He was doing well in life. He had everything going well for him. And he realized that there was something missing in his life. You see, everybody 
a point, you need to check your life and see whether everything is really okay. Now, if you be true to yourself, you will say that everything is not okay. There's something missing. There's a part of me that is not working well. Sometimes you can't even tell what it is. But there's something not working well in your life. And so this man, I'm sure he heard Jesus preaching, following him and all that. He realized that there was something he had to do. And as Jesus was talking about eternal life and all that, he wanted to know what he could do to have eternal life. Very important question. And that's the first point I want to make today. That you need to ask important questions so that you will make it to heaven. You see, your questions you ask, it says a lot about you. People ask all sorts of questions. Yeah. And we can tell who you are. I mean, some of you ladies, the only question you will ask, how can I do my hair? Hey, this is your dress. How much is it? Who, who is your seamstress? Where can I get some, something to put in my hair? These are the questions you ask. We are talking about questions that lead to eternal life. Questions that put you on the road to eternal life. Every day you are asking some of you food. Every day, where, where, where can I get the best food to buy? You know all the food joints in Accra. You know everywhere, every chop bar in Accra, chop bar, you have visited that place. Charlie, where is the latest chop bar? Akbamami, where, where is that place? Do you know Akbamami? It's still there. It's still there. I don't know. Akbamami. And there was a place in Tema. Still functioning in Tema. Lomnava. You know these places. These are the questions you are asking. But this man, he asked a very important question. What shall I do to have eternal life? He came to see Jesus. And Jesus said to him so many things. You have to do this. You have to do that. You have to do this. (laughs) But, I mean, that question, if you're really going to be on a good road, you need to be asking that. You need to be able to come to your pastor and ask certain questions. Why is this? Why is that? That's the way you grow. And that's the thing that leads you on the road to eternal life. There are people saying all sorts of things around. But it's not everything that is the truth. There's only one truth. There's only one truth. You need to ask the question about the truth so you can be on that journey. So when he came to Jesus, he went straight to the point. He said, good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? When you go to a a, a funeral and you see a dead body lying there, immediately some questions must start coming to your mind. What's life about? 
is this what life is about? That we will work and work and work and then we will just come and die? No, I don't think so. You need to ask. When you start asking questions, you see that answers will begin to come. Yeah. Because when you are asking, is that the end of life, everything, then you begin to know that, oh, there is more. There is more. Otherwise, then we are, we are even worse than a goat. Because when a goat dies, you can use it for live soup. Apochinkakra, isn't it? But when a human being dies, recently I heard that there was a prison in Brazil. The prisoners were killing each other. Yeah, and they were using, if they kill you, then they use it for kebab. It's a very wild thing, you know. In Brazil, it was in the news. It even tells you the wickedness of man. The things that are in our hearts, we don't even know. But, questions, questions, questions. You must be asking them. It will change the way you think. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. One day I was at a funeral with some unbelievers, you know. And one lady, she was just, the way I was looking at her, so I asked her. Because I, I know that she will not be asking that question. There are people who don't ask those questions. I said, do you think this is the end of this person? Then she was looking at me, was like, I said, this is not the end. This is not the end. And I said to her, do you know why the Bible says it is better to go to the house of mourning? than to go to the house of this thing. She doesn't know. I said, it's because when you come to that place, you will ask questions. This is it. But when you're at a party, you are always jamming. It's like life is all about party. No, there's a place where people die and then there's something after that. When you reach there, you will ask questions. Is that how me too I'm going to go? And people are going to be there? They are watching me? As my body is lying there, That's you. Have you ever asked that question? What is going to happen? So this man, he was very worried. He came to Jesus. And he came to ask him, what can I do? Because you see, when Jesus was answering, he said to him that if thou will be perfect. He asked this question. So the man needed to be perfect. He was not perfect. What will happen to me when I die? It's a question you can ask. Is heaven real? It's a question you can ask. Will I go to heaven or hell when I die? It's a question to ask yourself. It's a question. What will happen to me on judgment day? Because the Bible says on judgment day we will be judged. The Bible says that we will be judged out of the books. Revelation chapter 20. God has books. If you think that you know how to keep records, try God. Anything you have ever done in this life, it is recorded. God has books. He has recorded everything. That is why you cannot live your life without confessing your sins. Every day when you wake up, Lord, have mercy on me. I am a sinner. Because maybe yesterday you did something. 
may you not die in that because as you arrive in heaven the book will be open and say hey you recorded this one too yes we recorded it cctv everywhere god has it bible says that all things are naked before him with whom we have to do everything is naked before him he can see so on judgment day what will happen to you as you are standing and you begin to open your book and when you were at this place and when you were standing in this place and you thought nobody could see you, everything would be you. Every thought is being recorded. Because in heaven, when you think, no, it comes like a voice. So if you are looking at a sister and you are lasting up, then it's coming out. Hey, this sister, I want to sleep with her. It is sounding loud. Can you imagine if your thoughts are coming in the speakers like the way I'm talking? I like it. But in heaven, that's how it sounds like. <laughs> hey. I was even telling some women the other time, I said, listen, you wives, the way sometimes you treat your husband, it's not good. Because some of your husbands, they, 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 they struggle too much. In the night, you always have headache. But you see, Bible said there are books. And I don't know what they have been written in those books, though. You'll be amazed that that one too is written in the book. And you arrive in heaven and say, You, you were not treating your husband well. Every night when he comes, he says, Come tomorrow. Come tomorrow. Come tomorrow. For credit, come tomorrow. <laughs> it is in a book. And they will open the book and say, Hey, this one too is there. It's there. When you begin to ask such questions, you will change the way you behave. Why did Jesus have to die on the cross? It's a good question to ask. Why did Jesus shed his blood for me? Why didn't he do something else? Have you thought about it? Jesus could have just fainted. (laughs) Why did he have to die? He could have just fainted. Then the whole world would be saved. Yes, he's God. He can do anything. He can just decide to fly over all the earth. Everybody is saved. But why did he have to die? When you start asking questions, you start answering. Even why did he have to shed blood? They could have strangulated him or poisoned him. But the death was sad that blood had to be shed. Then you will, hear, you will receive answers in, 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 in Hebrews 9.27 that without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. Then you want, ah, that's why he had to shed his blood. That is why. What shall I do to have eternal life? There is a life after this life. And that life is even longer than this life. And better. Far better. The best way you can understand it is to look at a baby in the womb of the mother and then life after that. We are like babies in the wombs of our mothers. When you are in the womb of your mother, it looks nice and cozy because you are in there. There is this, what is it? It's amniotic fluid. Amniotic fluid all around you. Shock absorber. 
Nothing is happening. Your life is just covered. No struggle. You are just at one place. And your mother eats, then you eat. Mother eats, then you eat. Eating through the umbilical cord. You are connected. So, life is cool. And you are there for just nine months. And you, you are very excited to be there. It's like you want to be here. You don't want to go anywhere. But what you don't know is that there's a better life to the womb. That when you come out, oh, you can actually stretch yourself. You can actually move on. You can shout. You can scream and jump. You can run around. You can have more space. Move around. Your life will not be dependent on one person. You can just move around. But you never know. You are happy here when there's a better life outside the womb. Better life. And that life is longer than the one here. So we are going to a better place, which is longer than what we have here. In fact, it is eternal. It doesn't end. 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 But the question is, how would you want to live that life? Do you want to live it in enjoyment and being happy? Live it in a place of fire and torment for the rest of your life. So this man said, what shall I do to have eternal life? It's a good question to ask. Good question to ask. What shall I do? As an expert, what are the questions you have been asking? The last time you called somebody, what was the question you asked the person? <laughs> your questions are either spiritual or carnal eternal or earthly hey hmm. number two Jesus told the rich young ruler three things that he had to do to obtain eternal life three things Jesus told him number one Jesus said keep the commandments which is the Ten Commandments. Keep them. Keep them. <laughs> but the guy, I was surprised. He said he has done everything. It, it, it's a thing. Now, if we can have people in the church who will just obey the Ten Commandments, I think our work will be very easy as pastors. That shall not steal. That shall not kill. That shall not commit adultery. That shall not false witness against your neighbor, cut your neighbor's goods. That shall not what? Worship any other God besides me. Keep the Sabbath. That alone will see you here on Sunday's cry. That will be nice. The guy said, I've done all. In fact, when you hear such a thing, you will know that, oh, and then this guy there, he's okay. But Jesus said to him, if thou will be perfect, that means that all these good things, yes, they are good, but it still doesn't make you perfect. It still doesn't make you perfect. That's the first thing Jesus said to him. And the second thing Jesus said to the rich man was that go and sell all that you have. Yeah. <laughs> At one, you see, these are the things that are preventing people from eternal life. 
And I realized that Jesus, his encounters with people always brings out things. What are the things you need to sell? What are the things you need to give up? Because these things are holding you back from entering into the kingdom. You need to sell them. You need to give them up. You need to let them go. What are the things? And for some people, it's your job. It's holding you. It's not allowing you to serve God. Some of us, it's your school. Some of us, it's your background. Who you are. You think you are this person. He said, go and sell all that you have. What are the things that you have? Because Jesus knew that, yes, you will be there on your own. You will do this, you will do that. And a lot of people today, we are religious. We do this, do that, we do that, we do that. But some one thing that you must do, let go of this thing. Sacrifice it. You may have to sacrifice a team friend. Yeah. Go sell all that you have. Go sell all that you have. What is it that is holding you from coming to God? Because you are asking, what shall I do? These are the things you must do. Number one, obey the commandment. So I'll finish. Powerful. It's great. Let's go to step number two. Some people have not started step number one at all. Some have started step number one. But step number two is your problem. Sell all that you have. Sell it. <laughs> That's the next question. What do you have to sacrifice? Is there anything you must give up? Because it is holding you back. You'll be amazed that that is the thing that will make you go to hell. Bible says that if your eye offends you, <laughs> pluck it out. It's not easy. It's very painful. One time, I think it was Bishop who was preaching, Bishop Saki preaching, a lady gave her life to Christ. And after she had given her life to Christ, she was crying, crying, crying. So they went to ask her, Why are you crying like that? What is it? (laughs) My boyfriend. (laughs) And I said, Why? What about your boyfriend? It means I have to leave him. Say, yeah. (laughs) Pluck him out. It's not a simple thing, but that's the way. It is better to enter into heaven without your eyes than to go to hell with your two eyes. Pluck him out. It will be very painful. The guy was crying. <laughs> ah, eh. oh, because not that you are born again. Yesterday I was talking to somebody who had just been born again. He was so excited. It was going on and on and on. So as this lady to have become born again, you would think that, wow, praise the Lord. No. Her own was, oh, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Yes, it means those lifts I've been getting and those 
the designer dressings and clothes that you are getting free of charge. Now it's not going to happen again. Hmm. It was not easy for the man when they told him. And a lot of people, that is where you, you, you were choked. Hmm? When they say choked, you understand? You are choco. The devil has used that thing to choke you. Because that level. Hmm. Ask the next person, do you want to have eternal life? Then do what Jesus says. The third thing Jesus said, the ruler, come and follow me. <laughs> yeah. People have got it wrong. We have changed the order. We start from following him and then we are coming. We haven't left the things we have to leave. We are not obeying the commandment. We have started from and we are just following. Following. That is the last thing you must do. Sell everything you have. Yeah. Obey the commandment. Sell everything. Follow. Aha. Uh-huh. It becomes easier to follow when you do that. But people are not doing it. Bible says that when Jesus finished with the guy, he just turned. My flesh don't like this message. <laughs> the message is too hard. He went away. He didn't go. Bible say he went away sad. Like how this lady was sad. But she said, I'm going to give up my boyfriend. But this one, he said, na lie. To give up these things that I have. Jesus. Abanabul later. Number three. The rich young ruler came to Jesus when he was a young man. Hallelujah. Everybody, it is better to come to God early than later. Because it's more difficult. It's more difficult. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse 1. Look at what the Bible says. Remember now your creator in the days of your youth. While the evil days come not. Because there's something called evil days. It will come. Nor the year draw nigh when you shall say, I have no pleasure in them. There's a time that will come. You will not be interested in all these things anymore. It is at this time that you have life. There's zeal. That is when you will want you need to come to God. And it's also the best time to serve God. Oh, I'm happy the time I gave my life to Christ. I, I even have wished I would have given my life to Christ earlier. Because I realized that I could have even done more from that time. But anyway, I'm still happy that I came as a young man. And I'm still a young man. I'm still a young man. Yeah. Some of you have made yourself old. Meanwhile, you are young. Young man. The way you walk. The way you carry yourself. You have made yourself a young, old man. Verse 2. It says that when while the sun or the light or the moon or the stars be not darkened, nor the clouds return after the rain. Verse 3. In the day when the keepers of the house shall tremble. It means your bones. They are the keepers of the house. See that now? 
It's not easy to be coming to church when they say come for Tuesday service. <laughs> the way my body is shaking, you know, the Sunday is okay. Even the Sunday, not every Sunday. And the strong men shall bow themselves. And the grinders, it means your teeth, they shall cease because they are few. You can't chew much because the small you have, you don't want to bite something that will take that one to off. Yeah, every day, potter, potter. Yeah, they blend your meat to give to you. <sighs> because they are few, and those that look out of the windows are dark. In me, your eyes, you can't see well. It will not be a good time. Verse 4, he said, And the doors that be shut in the streets, and the sound of the grinding is low, and he rises up at the of the bed, and all the daughters of music shall be brought low. Everything is not working. Verse 5, he said, And when they shall be afraid of that which is high. So when he sees something, they are afraid. And fierce in the way. And the almond tree shall flourish. And grasshoppers be a burden. Even a grasshopper is heavy to carry. It will not be a good time to give your life to Christ. When you are a young man, look for God. Look for God early. Don't say later. Who tells you that tomorrow will be there for you? Tomorrow will not be there for you. I know young people who have died. I know many young people. If God has blessed you and you have grown, it's a blessing. You should have died when you were young. Yeah, many of my friends have died. I know many. So if you are still alive, it's an opportunity to give your life to Christ. Yeah. In James chapter 4, it's 13. The Bible says that. James 4, 13. Go to, ye that say today or tomorrow, we will go to such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. Oh, it's not a, no be anything. Tomorrow we'll go. Next week we'll go. We're going to Dubai. We come back from Dubai. We will do this. We'll, then we come back. We'll go to America. And then from America... You think your life is your own. And sometimes when you are young, you think that, yeah, you can do everything. And then you realize that, no, it is not so. He said, don't say that. Whereas you know not what will be tomorrow. For what is your life? It's even a vapor. It appears for a little while and then it vanishes. Your life is a vapor. You don't know. You think your life is whatever. It's a vapor. It's gone. I'm, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it next week. Oh, I'll give my life to Christ next week. Hey! What about tomorrow? Today. You can't guarantee tomorrow. You cannot guarantee. Tomorrow is not guaranteed. Tomorrow is not guaranteed. Number four. Number four. The rich young ruler came to Jesus when he had the opportunity. What I realize in life is that everybody will have an opportunity. 
so that you will never be able to tell God that me, I didn't hear. Hey, born again. Hey, when? The reason why you are here is because God wants to give you an opportunity. The reason why somebody invited you is because God is giving you an opportunity. One day when you stand before God, this service will be played back to you. I remember I took you to a service and I put my servant there to preach and tell you about giving your life to me, about looking for me, about having eternal life, but you didn't heed to it. It's an opportunity. It doesn't come all the time. He said, today, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Harden not your heart. Harden not your heart. Otherwise, you will say like the people in Jeremiah. Jeremiah's time. Jeremiah 8, 20. He said, Jeremiah chapter 8, verse 20. He said, the harvest is past. And the summer is ended. And we are not saved. Hey. Don't wait till you are about to die. They say, hey. <laughs> Some people think that when you are about to die, we can change. <laughs> See that even to open your mouth. I was at a hospital. I'm praying. Somebody told me her father was dying. She wants me to come and pray with him. And as I went... And I was praying with him, even to lead him to pray the sinner's prayer. It was not easy. At a point, I said, anything I say, if you want to say, just not. You want to be born again? You want Jesus in your heart? He couldn't open your heart. Meanwhile, Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. Bible says that if you shall believe with your heart and you shall confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. So the mouth confession is not coming. You may think that at that time I can open my mouth. But you see that you can't open your mouth. You are just there. You are only doing head confession. But it's supposed to be mouth confession. Number five. Because my time is up. I need to close. The rich young ruler heard the words of life from Jesus. But he turned away from them. He turned away. Bible when Jesus finished with him, he was very sad. He was very sad. He turned. He said, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possession. Because he was looking at the things he had. If he was to give everything up, he, he, when I got born again, I didn't have that much good. That's why it's more difficult if you have a lot of things. Yeah. It's better now. You see, when you wait and you have a lot of goods and you have to give some things up, it will be more difficult. But even at that time, I remember I had a collection of tapes. Yo, I was into musical. I had a pack. As I was looking at the tapes, because it was my investment, before I buy one chrome cassette, it's a lot of money I'll put together and buy it. And I'll go to a recording studio. Then they will record for me. Do selection. Stand there. They will do selection for me. Chrome cassette. TDK. Or metal chrome. Or something like that. Yeah. Oh, selection. You crazy. It's not music. is not today. We have known music for long. And I realized that. <laughs> Yeah. 
hard to give up. Eh, it's not a simple thing, though. One brother, he couldn't give up his own. He recorded over it. And he loved music, but Mali was on the thing. And sometimes when you record over, the thing doesn't erase completely. So as he was listening to the gospel, the Bob Mali was at the background. So he was soaking the Bob Mali. <laughs> but listen, Psalm 49, verse 6. They that trust in their wealth and boast of great riches, yet they cannot redeem themselves from death. By paying a ransom to God. You think that one day you can bribe God. You are bribing people everywhere. When we arrive in heaven, God, take this one so that you are me over there. Am I inside? No. In heaven, there's no bribe. Hmm. God is not. Okay, let me not say what I want to say. Redemption does not come so easily. For no one can ever pay enough to live forever. <laughs> And never see the grave. That me, I'll never die. How much money are you going to pay? Those who are wise must finally die. Just like the foolish and the senseless, leaving all their wealth behind. The grave is their eternal home where they will stay forever. They may name their estates after themselves, but they will leave their wealth to others. They will call you Dansoman. You have the whole of dance. The place is your own. Man, you are called Danso. So it is your place. So Danso man. Or Akwete. Your name is Akwete. So all that place is yours. Akwete man. Kwashi. Your name is Kwashi. So all that place is your own. Kwashi man. And whichever man that you have given to yourself. When you die, when the time comes for you to die, you will leave it there and you will go. Trusting in your riches will not help you. Paul said, Ye doubtless, Philippians 3.8, I count all things but dung for the excellency of the knowledge of my Lord and Savior. Time to see everything as nothing. Dung is feces, toilet. There's nothing that can be compared to your salvation. Your eternal life, your money, your car, your riches, everything you have is like toilet as compared to the salvation you must have. It's better to let it go. How many want to keep toilet in your pocket? Then you are carrying this toilet in your pocket, then you are moving. When you begin to look at your money as toilet, you say, hey, I don't like this thing. It will not be a great possession for you again. You say toilet is a great possession. You will say, hey, no. I want to follow Jesus. I don't like this one. It smells. It's not good. I don't like it. I want to follow Jesus. I want to follow Jesus. I want to serve Jesus for the rest of my days. Today, may you let go of every dung. May you let go of anything that smells and give your life to Jesus Christ. Stand to your feet, everybody. And let's close. Oh, yes. All to Jesus I surrender all to Him I bring 
said if that will be perfect if you will be perfect if you will have eternal life you need to give up everything take up your cross follow him today Jesus is calling you what is it that is keeping you from coming to God one day when you are dying you will realize that it's too late you have trusted in these things and now they can't even help you to pay for your way to heaven. The only thing that can pay for your way to heaven is the blood of Jesus Christ. Today, every head bowed, all eyes closed. You want to surrender your life to Jesus? You want to say, Pastor, I want to have eternal life. I want to serve Jesus for the rest of my days. Every head bowed, all eyes closed. You want to surrender your life to Jesus? Just lift up your right hand. I'm going to pray with you. Lift it up. God bless you. I see your hand. Let it go up above your head. God bless you. I see your hands. God bless you. I see many hands lifted. Oh, I like the way your hand just went up. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Still with your hand lifted. Can you move out of your seat and come to me in front here? Come. Come. Come all the way. Clap for them. Clap for them as they come. Clap for them as they come. All to Jesus. Come all the way. Keep loving, keep loving, keep loving. Oh, to be my blessed Savior. God bless you. Come all the way. Come. Keep loving for them. Hallelujah. Anybody come in, run quickly and come and join them. We are just praying. Hallelujah. Come, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Is she coming? Can somebody come with her? Teachers and follow up. You must learn to come with the souls when they are coming. I'll see teachers and follow up of this service. After the service. Okay. Richard, let's see the people. Right. Those of you in front, lift up your two hands. It's a sign of surrender to the Lord. And let's pray together. Repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus. This morning, I thank you for shedding your blood to wash away my sins. Please forgive me all my sins. I open my heart to you. Come into my heart and make me a new person. Please write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. From today, I will serve you 
for the rest of my days. Satan, I will no longer follow you. I belong to Jesus. Thank you, Father, for saving me. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you so much. Today you are born again. Don't forget this date. Don't forget this date. What's today's date? 16th. Don't forget today's date. Keep it. 